The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Rafi Chowdhury is an expert in the field of job recruitment and career advancement and has helped countless candidates find success in their professional lives. And he's on the line with us here today to share his insights on how to create a winning resume that will get you noticed, how to nail your next job interview and how to navigate the often tricky waters of salary negotiation. How are you today? I'm doing great, Toby. How are you? Um, Excellent, thank you. So can you tell us a bit about your role as a recruiter through Randstad for Google and what you actually do on a daily basis? What I do basically is, let's just say you were to apply to a job at Google. I would be the person that would get your resume at a certain point, depending on what job you apply to. And it would be my responsibility to basically hold your hand and take you through the entire process from beginning to end. which includes a phone screen, several rounds of interviews, offer letter negotiation, compensation, things of that nature. And once you've actually signed an offer letter, that's kind of when you move on to the next step and I'm no longer involved in that process anymore. So as part of what you do, kind of like being an interviewer and sorting out who the best people for the role are, are you just there to support them through the process no matter if you think they're going to get the job in the end or not? Yeah, so it's a little bit of both. So I'm a headhunter, which also means that, yes, so if someone applies to a job, I would be the person that they would be connected to to take them through the whole process, to screen that that candidate, to make sure that they're a fit. But also I support the hiring managers in the sense that whenever they have a position that they've posted, I would be the one to go out and find the right candidate for them and then bring them into the position and introduce them to that hiring manager. So it's a little bit of both. So what are the main things that a candidate can do to stand out and increase their chances of getting that interview or getting hired? So there's several things that a candidate, I think that they can do to make sure that they stand out and be successful at it. One of the most important aspects of all of this is obviously the resume. And there's a lot of things revolving around the resume that I would say are misinformation that goes around. But at the end of the day, the job, what your resume essentially does, it helps you find, get an interview, right? Yeah. So it should be basically a highlight of your biggest accomplishments in very simple, plain text. What I advise to most of my candidates is your resume needs to be structured so that your most important information is highlighted in this kind of format where you talk about what you did, how you did it. That's where you throw in your skill sets and your hard skills that you've used. And what did that do for your uh, company? What was the end result? What did that 
that accomplish for your company. And if you write out your 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 experiences in that sort of format, you have a really good chance of getting getting seen by a, a hiring manager. And there are some who say the CV, the resume, whatever you want to call it, you should not put everything in it because you want to save some stuff for the interview. But with that, is there a risk of not putting enough in your resume and then not even getting the interview in the first place? For sure. There's there's always that chance that you wouldn't you won't put it enough. A general rule of thumb that I, I recommend is that if you have less than five years of work experience, chances are that your resume does not need to be much longer than one page, maybe maximum of two pages. Even if you have 10 plus exper- years of experience, I still would recommend a resume to be less than two pages. Just because the reality of it is that you get about 10 to 30 seconds for a hiring manager to review and read your resume yeah. to decide if this is someone that they want to talk to or not. With that being said, the best chance and shot that you can give yourself to make sure that you've included enough information is to thoroughly read the job description that you are looking to apply to and look at those minimum qualifications and those preferred qualifications that that job is looking for. And just be sure that those are very clearly included and stated in your resume. Clearly enough that a fourth grader would be able to read that and be able to identify and make sure that that information is included. And if you do that, I think you would have a great chance. And for the interview process itself, what are the most common mistakes made there? One of the most common mistakes made there would be to show up late. A lot of people just don't take it seriously. Um, common mistakes include not researching the company or the position. Mm. I've had some candidates that went into an interview, but they didn't know which sector that that job was going to be. What was wow. the product area that would yeah. be? Sometimes they didn't even know the, the the title of the posting. You know, these are some things that you want to research. You want to research a little bit about the company. If possible, you want to look up to see who you're gonna, going to be interviewing with and look up their backgrounds on LinkedIn and other places like that, just so you have an understanding of who you're speaking with and their background. Maybe you might be able to connect with something on, you know, something that you guys might have it, have in common. Other common uh, mistakes include not treating the receptionist, the gatekeeper with a lot of respect, because yeah. that person is actually your first uh, sort of like person that you interact with and they actually give their feedback back to the hiring manager. So if you treat that person with disrespect in any way, that will definitely backfire. Yeah. Those are just something to keep in mind. And actually in a lot of small businesses, it could turn out that that gatekeeper is a senior manager and you've messed with the wrong person. Exactly, exactly. Could you get the job in an interview if you brought in a load of donuts? <laughs> That is actually a really nice gesture. Um, I can't think of any scenario where that might backfire, you know? Mm. So yeah, I would say go for it. It can't hurt. True. Unless they had like nuts in them and you knew that the interviewer was allergic, that would be dodgy. But let's not get into that. Exactly. (laughs) And once you've got the job... How can you advance your career? Because there's a lot of people who are maybe stuck in what we call a dead-end job where they just feel like they're doing the same thing and actually they want to climb the ladder but don't know how to. A general piece of advice there is basically you need to you need to act like you're already in the role that you are looking for. And what that means is essentially taking on the responsibility if needed, going above and beyond, you know, always asking for bigger projects. Um, it also might include knowing when to switch jobs or when to switch companies even. If you feel like your career isn't heading in the direction that you want at the pace that you want, sometimes you may have to 
change companies to be able to get that. But at the end of the day, you really have to be someone who is likable. Because generally speaking, you might be very talented and you might be great at your job. But if you can't get people to like you, it would be very difficult for you to advance the next steps. So it really boils down to the people that you know, how, you know, your skill sets and your experiences that you have and how likable you are. So if you focus on those three things, I think you would be set for success. Yeah. How has the pandemic affected the job market as well? Has it changed because I remember right at the start of the pandemic, you couldn't get a job virtually because everywhere was closing. And right now in this country, I think it's beginning to slow down, but there's a record amount of vacancies. It's probably the easiest time to get a job in a long time. Yeah. So after the the country, you know, the, the world re- kind of, sort of recovered from the pandemic, if, if we want to call it that. Um, there was a lot of jobs available, but at the moment, from what I've been seeing in the market, there has been a little bit of a drop off. I know that a yeah. lot of the tech companies are doing major layoffs. Um, there are many factors that are playing into this, but overall, I think the market is definitely on a track to be going up over the next year or so, especially by the end of this year. I think there will be a lot of companies that will be starting to hire aggressively again. So, you know, the market is always good for talented individuals. So the best thing that you can do as talent is just continue to sharpen your skills by getting those kind of jobs that that would be challenging by, you know, investing in your education, your personal learning, things of that nature. Because if you're the top 10% of talent in any given market, it doesn't matter how many layoffs are happening or what the situation of the market is, chances are you won't be without a job. So it's just better to prepare in advance when the market is good than when it is bad, you still know that you're going to be one of those few people that will still survive at their job. Well, where are we able to keep up to date with you and find everything that we need to find out? So you can keep up with me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active on there. You can also go to my website, which is rafichowdhury.com. And there's a contact page there. You're welcome to reach out to me via that as well. And also my personal email, which is rafi1220 at gmail.com. Excellent. Well, many thanks for talking to us today. It's been great to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Toby Gribben Show!